Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Hardy Realty Show here on Rome Business Radio. I'm Roger Manus, and we broadcast from the Hardy Realty Studios in their location at Hardy on Broad, downtown Rome, Georgia, right on Broad Street. We moved in a few weeks ago. It's an awesome facility, and as always, we thank Hardy Realty for their support. We also work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. I'm Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio, and as always, here on the Hardy Realty Show, they use the platform to talk about great things going on in our community and their heavy community involvement. And we are represented by Hardy Realty on this show by Katrina Stewart. Hello, Katrina. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm just hunky-dory, as we say down south. Yes. How are things at Hardy? Busy. <laughs> Heat of summer? Heat of summer, and it's very busy. It's like, doing really good. Buying and selling houses, and uh, is the market still going crazy? Yes. Good. Um, yes. Yeah, because there's all kinds of inflation and gas prices, but mm-hmm. real estate we're clicking along. It's still going strong. Uh, and what is what is your what are your duties at Hardy? Um, I am a realtor, um, but I also work in the property management um, side of Hardy Realty in the residential part of it. So. And how long have you been there? Almost four years. Okay. Um, well, let's welcome our guests and uh, and the the reason why we're here. Drew Taylor here with Community Kitchen. Hi, Drew. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, I'm I'm good. And Sarah Holsom back. Am I saying that right? You are. Uh, with Floyd County Schools. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Good morning. Um, tell us a little bit about what you do at Floyd County Schools. Um, I've worked in Floyd County for the last um, seven years, and so I came on as a special ed teacher um, about seven years ago, and. Um, then I have been in the assistant principal role for the last five years. And so um, I have a great principal that we work really uh, well in tandem, Miss um, Carrie Graves. And so um, we lead um, what was Glenwood Primary. And so we have recently closed that building um, after about 70 years um, of being open. And um, we are moving into a new building. All of our stuff is there. Um, and it will be called our Murchie Primary. So I mostly... Um, Kind of my area of strength and where I work in, in our building is in um, students at risk, um, whether that's academically or behaviorally, um, socially. And so I work in um, kind of getting them in the right interventions and things that they need. Um, and then, of course, is supporting the vision of the school. Uh, I went to Armourchie Elementary way back when for the first grade. Okay, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and Miss McIntosh. Okay, <laughs> what a great name for a teacher. <laughs> back, back in back in the nineteen seventy. Um, anyway, uh, Drew, tell us a little bit about uh, Community Kitchen. I am the director of operations, and we've been going strong since two thousand and nine. And we feed those in need. We also provide showers and laundry services, and then we also have seven food pantry boxes all over Rome, at different areas that we fill up with canned goods, so that people can uh, we can meet needs. People can eat and get whatever they need. Okay, so um, those are the big broad overviews. And Katrina. Uh, you guys, Hardy's involved in a book drive with Floyd County Schools, which is why Sarah's here. So mm-hmm. uh, if you guys could tell us a little bit about that. So um, at Hardy Realty, we have um, Hardy Helps is where all of our agents and our staff, we get together each month and we work with a certain community or project or um, and so this month, the month of July, we have chosen to do a children's book drive. And at um, Armourchie Primary, they have, because they are going into a new location for them, 
and they've got a couple of new classes that they need to really work on their class library. So we are actually doing the book drive to help work and build that up for them. So you're asking people are coming by Hardy and dropping off books. Or are you out? Are you just going out knocking on doors and saying, "Give me your books"? What do you they can come by and drop off children's books. Yes, they can. And all of our agents and everyone, they will be bringing in lots of them. Well, with your educational background, uh, Sarah, how critical is our books to kids even before school starts? Right. Well, really, you know, early literacy and reading to children is the best thing that we can do for young children. Um, you know, reading 20 minutes a day is really what we um, talk to our families about. Um, you know, if you read 20 minutes a day, you'll read 1,800,000 words a year. And so um, reading is so essential to all of oh, those. Really? Um, wait, 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 wait. I got to do the math. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> oh, if, uh, one... So if you read 20 minutes a day. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you'll read about 1,800,000 words per year. And that's just vocabulary. And that's vocabulary, yeah. you know, comprehension skills. You know, Before you learn to read yourself, you're learning intonation of a reader, You know what a fluent reader sounds like You know when parents read to their children. Um, but then we are adding these two um, classrooms. We're adding a pre-K, sorry, a kindergarten and a second grade classroom this year. Um, we're going to be able to lower our class size numbers a, a bit. And so um, these two classrooms, Classrooms don't have a classroom library, or they haven't yet, and so because they're new classrooms, so that's the way we're going to use the books that are donated um, in these two classrooms. Um, and then if we have more, you know, we'll definitely um, yeah. spread it around. But um, classrooms that have their own classroom library, you know, it's going to be varied in text, um, you know, different genres. Um, there are um, you know nonfiction and fiction books, and so um, classrooms that have a classroom library, students are reading about fifty percent more. Um, than classrooms without a classroom library. And so it's not really enough to just have a school library um, because you you might finish a book, especially primary age students, they're going to finish a book within, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes. And so if you check out two books a week at the library, but then you only, you know, you go about once or twice a week, you know, you're not getting as many books as if you have them in your classroom readily available to you. Right. Um, okay. So that's the need. Uh, now, Hardy Helps does a lot of things and the community kitchen's one of them. So, so yeah, yeah. So, um, Drew, talk about uh, how much you guys rely on volunteers to help what you do and, and how Hardy has helped out. Well, we have two staff members. So that tells you how much we rely on volunteers. <laughs> um, and we have a pretty big operation. So, um, I would say 98% of, of our workforce is volunteers. And, um, you know, we have awesome, wonderful donors and volunteers in this community, and Hardy Realty is one of them that has, has supported us over the years and helped us tremendously to meet needs in our community. All right, so what are some of the details? When, when do you serve meals? Where, where are you located? Um, and, and who do you serve? All of that. Yeah, we're at 4 Calhoun Avenue, and we're open Monday through Friday from 8 to about 12 we serve meals from 11 to 12, but laundry and shower services are open from 8 to 11. Um, usually if somebody comes in a little after 11, we'll still get, let them take a shower. Just with the clothes, they need to be there earlier so they can get them back same day. Um, and that's pretty much it. We've uh, served about over 600,000 meals since we started in 2009. And, and how did this start? Was this just a labor of love? That Yeah, some of the um, – Local leaders in the community came together and um, decided that they needed to form one location so that, you know, that it, which makes sense that way, you know, everybody would know where to go to get a meal because it bounced around from a lot of the churches downtown um, from week to week. And so 
Um, that started in 2009, and, and we have since, uh, you know, we were in the Old Troy's Barbecue Building is where we originally started feeding, and then we built a, a new kitchen, um, 100% debt-free, and then we turned our old kitchen, the Old Troy's Barbecue Building, into shower and laundry services. Okay, so um, and you're so you're funded by donations. Yes, hundred percent donations. We get no federal or state grants. Okay, so what is your biggest fight every day? Trying to raise, trying to keep keep the doors open. <laughs> uh, no, we have been very blessed, um, um, which we've never had that problem. We can always use money because it's very expensive to to uh, you know do this, uh, provide a free service day in and day out, but. Um, thank God we've never been to that point where we've had to fight to keep the doors open. So um, it's just, you know, continuing to meet the needs. Yeah. And right now it's uh, getting canned goods for the food pantry boxes. Yeah, I was going to say, because it's, it's never ending trying to yes. meet the needs. Cause, yes. Because it's food. Yes, sir. Um, so do you need cash? Do you need do you need canned goods? What do you need? All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> and, and volunteers. Yes, we won't turn down any of them. <laughs> cash, you. canned goods, and yes, volunteers. Yes. Uh, so, well, Katrina, have you have you been to community kitchen before? Is it one of because you have such a large staff yes. at Hardy yes. that uh, and I know you guys are so involved in everything that not everybody does everything. Right. But have you been there? I actually have not been there yeah. yet. Because I am on staff at Hardy, and I'm always there on staff. In, in office. Yes, yeah. in yeah. the office, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we have a lot of agents that have definitely yes. been there and staff members, some of the staff members. Well, tell us a little bit more about Hardy Helps, because here we're talking in this episode about the involvement with Community Kitchen and with the, the book drive, but just the the pervasive attitude of community service that you guys have. So um, about a year ago, we Carol Hatch, she's actually – um, works in the she's management of the residential side of property management. She had the vision of Hardy Helps, and so she got with several of us and started talking to us about what she would like to see happen at Hardy Realty. So we all got together and we started. We try to meet um, at the beginning of the year and we go through and look at all the different charities and the different groups that we would like to work with and help. And so um, every month we have someone, a, a different uh, group that we we choose to, um, some of them need gift cards, some of them need cash, some of them need, they just need us to volunteer, canned goods, warm bodies. Yeah, so every, every month's a little bit different. And... Uh, Jimmy Byers is obviously plugged into the community as well. So, kind of, kind of, his stamp, I guess, on everything mm-hmm. that you that you guys do. Um, so, um, Sarah, how what has the challenge been for you guys? We were talking about the book drive, but I got I'm fascinated by closing down a school. Sure. <laughs> What's and, and right now we're in the summer. When does school start? Pretty soon. Um, so <laughs> August 10th is the first day of school. And so um, we are, um, I was at school just last night and there are boxes everywhere. <laughs> um, as you can imagine, um, you know, just our media center had 150 boxes. Um, wow. And so, you know, closing a school that's been open for 70 years has been very challenging um, thankfully, our district has been very supportive and given us all the boxes we need and tape and, you know, manpower. Um, and so um, we're excited. It is a going to be a newer building that we are in. We're going to be on Martha Berry um, in the old what was our Murchie Elementary. Um, and so we're 
um, just shifting from four schools to three. And so we're still, we remained intact with our staff and our students. And so we've really tried to um, encourage our families that, you know, it's the same people that make the building and the community, you know, um, that's what makes it special. And so all of the people are going with, you know, our children in the community that we serve. And so. Well, with you being administration, I imagine you're having to deal with a lot of these headaches and growing pains or what have you. Sure. And I, I think once we get settled, we will, um, it will be, you know, forward steam from there. Um, you know, when any time of the summer, there's a lot of work going on, you know, that's when they come and wax the floors and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So there's already, you know, transitioned from, you know, education is beautiful in the way that it has a beginning and an ending every year, you know, and so there's always these ending things and beginning things that we do anyways. Um, but this year will really feel kind of like starting, you know, setting up that classroom for the very first time, you know, rather than a reset. Um, and so we'll begin to let our staff in um, in a couple of weeks and um, they'll have a few weeks to get their rooms ready and you know, all the common areas, you know, as you can imagine, I mean, every nook and cranny has been moved to another school or relocated. And so, um, you know, we will just, it will take some time to make it our own. Um, but we'll, so we'll have three schools. We'll be Armorchie Primary and we'll serve pre-K, uh, kindergarten, first and second. And then Armorchie Elementary, the name will be at the building that's on Floyd Springs Road that was formerly Armorchie Middle. And so I kind of um, have called it the elemental. <laughs> um, it's going to be third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. And so it's um, not a traditional setting for a middle or necessarily elementary, though sixth graders are often considered elementary students. So um, that will be our Murchie Elementary. And then we'll have grades 7 through 12 at the high school campus. So they'll house um, middle school and high school students there. Okay. So there's been a lot of renovations. You know, Murchie High School is looking really great. Um, they've worked really hard to, um, you know, from the ceiling above. There's going to be new flooring, new bathrooms. Um, you know, we already had our gym. I don't know if you've been there, but it's a beautiful gym. Um, and so, you know, piece by piece, it's really coming together. Um, and, and it's going to look like a new school. So we're really excited about that for our high school students. So uh, at primary, uh, so how many students are being affected by the move? Well, I guess everybody's ultimately affected. Yeah. I mean, um, it's hard to say. Every, every grade except for 8 through 12 is moving now. Right. But then, you know, a year or two ago, I guess, is when we added 8th graders to all of our high schools. So all the high schools in, in Floyd County have 8th grade as right. well. So um, 7th grade, you know, moved from the middle school to the high school campus, but they have – um, at our Murchie High, there's like an outdoor, um, used to be like a junior academy. And so that they've renovated that and put bathrooms and everything out there. And so that's where the seventh graders will go. Um, but really every grade level this summer, except for eight through 12, has had a move. So you think about furniture and desk and, you know, yeah. all of those things. But I mean, our, our district's been very supportive and, and um, everything is where it needs to be at this point. Now it's just our, up to us to kind of make it our own. Correct me if I'm wrong. When I was a kid, school started much later. Yeah. <laughs> but I know I'm old, but. Well, and August 10th is a week later than we normally start. Yeah. I, I, so. I, I, when did all that happen? When? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, this is my 18th year in education and it's gotten earlier and earlier, you know. But, you know, the, the nice thing is that we're kind of on a balanced schedule. So we get a week off in October, you know, two weeks at Christmas. Um, yeah, a spring break. And so there's a little more balance to the calendar rather than 
You know, uh, okay. I, I, I know teachers. We kind of prefer it. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I think get, when, I, when I was a kid, I think we started after Labor Day, but I could yeah. be wrong. Uh, you and, know, <laughs> and there might there might have been less days required. You know, I'm not sure, but maybe um, I just didn't start going till. <laughs> maybe I just played hooky yeah. the whole time. Well, I, like I grew up in Virginia, and we had we did start after Labor Day, but we went to the middle of June. You know, and yeah, so, yeah. That's I recall going into June. Right yeah. now, we're we're done before Memorial Day. Yeah, so, so it's just, just a shifting just, of days. Just, just yeah. slid it a little bit. I just yeah. fascinated by that. <laughs> Drew, how many how many meals do you serve a day, or people? Do you how do how do you quantify what you do on a daily basis? Right now, we're at about anywhere between eighty and a hundred. Um, toward the end of the month, you can get over a hundred or so. Um, and and so we're you know five between five and five hundred and fifty meals a week. So and and who are you serving? Are these are these homeless around town? Is anybody it, that needs a meal? So it's no questions asked. They come in, we feed them. And do you see some of the same people all the time? Um, yeah, it's it's kind of cycled through over the years, though. Um, and we've had a lot of people come back, and you know we have a big sign beside our kitchen that says "Items Needed of the Week," and I've had people come back and bring donations, and you know that we've helped. I know I've asked you this on a previous show, but for people who may just be listening for the first time, what what is your background and how were you how were you drawn to this? Um, I actually did, worked at a place in, called Valley Rescue Mission in Columbus, Georgia, before I moved back to to Rome. I grew up in Rome, and um, and I worked there for a couple of years and kind of fell in love with uh, the nonprofit side of it and serving those. They had a soup kitchen and everything down there, and um, and then came back here and it was it was just a perfect fit. I've, I've you know ended up. Um, at the community kitchen and, you know, I kind of got led there by some, uh, you know, by some fellow church members of my parents and everything. And, and, uh, that was, uh, over 12 years ago. I've been there ever since. So, and how do you get the word out about besides doing great podcasts like this? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> how do you market yourself as a nonprofit? Yes. You kind of got to walk the line. You, you need help and you want to get the word out, but always word of mouth, but also, uh, social media. Ah, so, so, yeah, so you know, it's not like you can go by TV spots or anything. No, no, we have a Facebook page, Rome Community Kitchen. Um, and then we also have a website, Rome, uh, Rome Floyd Community Kitchen.org. Okay. So, and we have PayPal through that. So, if anybody wants to go on there and donate, they're more than welcome to. All right. And who does the yes. cooking? Uh, we have a kitchen manager, and then she uh, coordinates. Her name's Sheila Watkins. She coordinates with volunteers, and they all do it together. So. And you say when you say you're open from eight to noon, that's there's yes. not breakfast. You just serve the one meal between eleven and twelve. Uh, yes, and uh, actually volunteers are coming in at nine now. So um, you know, but we get there. Staff gets there at eight. So that way we can get everything pulled out ready. That way it's ready to prep and everything when the volunteers come in, so they can hit the ground running instead of waiting on us to get everything pulled out. And and so, um, but yeah, we serve from eleven to twelve. And and. Um, literally no questions asked no just, questions asked just uh, families yeah, uh, whoever needs it yeah that's just yep. okay um same with the showers and laundry services okay yeah. uh but i mean you know, somebody somebody out of work struggling for a couple of weeks yeah just needs a little help they're more than welcome to come okay uh, that's what we're there for um we've actually just added a, a handicapped shower um we just finished they just finished construction on it last week so we added a handicap shower, so now we have three showers. We have five washers and dryers in our laundry area, and then we also um, Tuesday put a generator in. So we had a generator put in by Frank Purdy Electrical, and so um, that way 
we ever lose power, we got a generator, we'll, we'll be able to serve. Yeah. So, that's Drew, what, what's the minimum age for a volunteer? Uh, 16 right now. Um, because of sharp knives, fire, you know, fires on the stove, anything like that. So 16, 17, 16, 17 with an adult, and then 18, of course, and over are welcome to come without an adult. Well, because they are an adult. So. And so how do, do your volunteers just, do they come from church organizations or is it just an individual that wants to get involved or any, anything have, and everything? We have churches that are kind of core groups, but then we plug in anybody and everybody yeah. and, and businesses like Hardy and, yeah. and several others that have came. We had a ball corporation there yesterday and a representative from Inland was there. Um, or international paper now, I guess it's called. Yeah. Um, they're volunteering. So um, we just, you know, whoever whoever wants to come, whatever business, whoever, we we uh, use them to help us, you know, meet the needs and feed people. And did, where, did you, what was your, like, mate? did you go to college? What was your major in college? No. Or, yeah, okay. So you majored in football. Basketball. <laughs> basketball. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You're a big, tall guy. Well, yeah, I was about 208 pounds <laughs> and 6'6", six, six, so, or 6'7", six, then. So. But you're, you're from here. Where'd you go to high yeah, school? Yeah, uh, Pepperell. Yeah. Okay. Grew up in Lindale. I, I got yes, you. Sir. So uh, how did you end up in Columbus? Uh, I went down there for a couple of years to get out of, you know, try to find something different, get out of Rome, and uh, and, and ended up um, down there and, and found a, a place at Valley Rescue Mission to go to and work and 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 – honestly, you know, I had no idea then, but it was kind of God leading me there, to be honest with you. And then back to the community kitchen. So um, it, it's so funny. Sometimes on the show, I talk, I talk about career paths because at our core, we're business radio and some people find it. Yeah. Some people bounce around, you know, uh, yeah, I bounced around for a little while and then I found it. So. Yeah. Um, it, it is interesting. Like, um, Sarah, your, your background's always been education, right? right. But, but, You've, you're now administration. Do you, do you, was that something you wanted to do? Did it find you? Do you miss not being in the classroom more? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, well, my, my dad's from India. And so my, my grandmother actually was a, a principal in India. Oh, my and goodness. So it's somewhat in my blood. Um, they have good high school football then, over there? Well, not, not American football. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. you know, um, international football, yes. Yeah. I think <laughs> um, we call it soccer. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and so, um, you know, and that was, a di- you know, obviously it's a very different culture and women aren't always in those roles. But, you know, my grandmother um, was in a, a principal of a school in her town and so um and then my mom was a special education teacher and so I always loved going to school with her you know and seeing the way she impacted her students and um so I always wanted I knew I always wanted to be in education some way and then I think administration kind of found me um I really felt um called by the Lord to apply um several years ago and I thought well Lord I'll be obedient I'll just apply, but I really didn't think I would get the job. <laughs> you know, I thought, you know, for some reason I'll, I'll just apply. And then, um, there were definitely people more qualified than me, you know, that, that applied and interviewed. Um, and then I got the job and I was like, okay, well, I guess, you know, this is the next step for me to really lead this, you know, hopefully this staff and, um, this, these students. And so I definitely do miss part of being in the classroom. Um, but as being a special ed teacher, our world is always a little bit different anyways. Um, and so I wasn't in a traditional classroom ever. Um, I taught ESOL for a little bit in Virginia as well. Um, but you know, I think that 
just using, you know, the gifts and the call wherever God places us, you know, is, is what matters to me. So you could put me, you know, in an American school teaching and I would feel fulfilled, you know, I could teach on a mission field and feel fulfilled, you know, I think wherever, um, God leads us to that place, you know, that it's, it's finding that for us, um, in a way that honors him. Well, I can tell you this is the most comfortable I've ever felt having a conversation with a vice principal or principal, yeah. because uh, speaking as one who was called to those offices a time or two growing up, it was yeah. it was it was a little stressful. Sure. In <laughs> our, I mean, tr- traditional discipline has changed a lot. Our goal is really to build those relationships with those students, and so, you know, students who are struggling, there is generally a reason that they're struggling, and so especially at the primary level, you know, they're not. Um, you know, causing a ruckus because they want to, you know, be mean. You know, there are things at home or external factors or they might be hungry or, you know, there are a lot of things going on. And so we really try to build relationships with them. We don't want them to be afraid of us, you know, um, but we want them to see us as, you know, a partner with them to help them get you know, get back together so that they can go back to the classroom. Yeah, I guess I'm making light of it. I wasn't wasn't so much as afraid as I knew that punishment was coming because yeah. I, had, I had started a fight at recess or something. Right. And so, so it was time for the comeuppance. Yes, and, and, and that does happen too. A, a, a note so. was going home. and There are consequences. A, a, yeah, a note was going home to mom and dad, and, and uh, there would be consequence. Right. Um, so, uh, okay, the book drive goes through through July. Yes. Okay. So define a children's book. What are there? Do, do the books say, you know, for ages, what to what? And what are we looking for? What do you need? I mean, I think any, you know, picture books are really what we, um, kindergarten, first grade, you know, they're reading more of, you know, with lots of pictures, you know, our um, award winning books are great. Um, you know, diverse books are wonderful, you know, representing other cultures and, um, communities um you know our second graders really you kind of hit a transition in second grade where you're not um, learning to read but you're reading to learn and so um second grade you know i think having some picture i mean some chapter books and you know some more challenging texts you know magic treehouse books you know anything that um that captures their interest. You know, boys will always go to the library and pick the football, a book about football and a book about basketball and, you know, uh, Steph Curry books. And, you know, so I think, you know, um, having a, um, selection, a wide selection is really the most important thing rather than a certain type of book. Yeah. So whatever comes in, you'll find a home for it. Absolutely. On, on a There'll shelf be someone somewhere. that will want to read it yeah, <laughs> on a shelf somewhere. So, um, what are the details Katrina on, on, if people are listening, can they just stop by Hardy and drop off books? Yes, they can come by, come through the front doors. They can drop them off at the front desk. Okay. Uh, and how long is this good? Through July? Through the end of July. This is this is y'all's little Hardy Helps yes. uh, su- support thing this year, or this month. Um, well, let's just do some final thoughts because I want to make sure everybody gets a chance to you know, talk about what they, if they've forgotten to mention anything. Um, so Drew with Community Kitchen, what do you need? You need cash, volunteers. Um, canned goods. <laughs> canned goods. Yes. Uh, content- any, really any dry goods, like, you know, um, cereals, um, ramen noodles are always a big hit in the pantry boxes, stuff like that. So we're really just trying to get stuff up to keep the boxes full. So um, we have several boxes that, or in you know major locations like one of them is at Good Neighbor right across the street from the the bus stop, and we could fill it up four times a day and it would be empty four times a day. So, wow! Yes, so we're we're only filling it one time a day right now, but we have volunteers from the Spires that are helping us keep that one feel, full. 
uh, volunteers from Westminster Presbyterian are helping keep the one at Westminster full. Um, but yeah, we definitely can use canned goods. I'm, you know, I'm having to buy, uh, canned goods right now from like Sam's and places like that. And, you know, one order is $300. So, um, well, yeah, cause inflation too, yes, it's, it's yes. even biting it in bulk. It still hits it, doesn't it? Yes, sir. Um, that affects the bottom line and what you're able to do. Um, okay. So how, how can people connect with you or get more involved? Come volunteer. What's, what's, some- yeah, they can, uh, always message us on, uh, Rome community kitchen, Facebook page, or they can, uh, contact me at 706-766-8141. Uh, and I, I've teased you about this before, but you know, Drew Taylor, uh, Andy yes, Taylor was yes. the uh, the name of the sheriff. I was telling somebody that yesterday that I've heard that, you know, mostly from the older folks. Yeah, so. well, that would be the, me. The younger people don't really know who that is. Well, well, well when you grow up watching Braves games, yes. and every rain delay has an Andy Griffith episode right. uh, back in the day where it was Sheriff Andy Taylor. And that's before your time, isn't it, Sarah? <laughs> <A little>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you go by Drew. You don't, yes. uh, otherwise, people might think you're related. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks for being here. Yes, sir. Uh, Sarah, any final thoughts from you or, or what What can people do to, uh, other than school starting soon? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we definitely want to thank Hardy Realty for the books. Um, our classrooms and kids will love that. And so I just definitely want to say thank you for that. Um, and we'll have open house on August 8th and we'll be ready to welcome a new tribe. Our, our um, motto statement at, at Armory Primary is building the foundation for a tribe of lifelong learners. And so we know that those books will tie directly into our mission as a school so thanks for having me I've, I've enjoyed being here well uh, good luck to the new kids at our Murchie primary some of the old old kids new kids yes, same kids yeah yeah so our first and second or our kindergarten and first graders will come back to us but of course be in a new building and then we'll receive 66 new pre-kers and then about that many more kindergartners as well and while I'm thinking of it, a tip of the cap to Miss McIntosh, my first grade teacher at <laughs> Murchie yes. Elementary uh, Katrina any final thoughts from Hardy or how can people get involved with you guys Bring books. Bring as many children's books as you can. And uh, you guys are, of course, located there on Martha Berry. Yes, we're at 1609 Martha Berry Boulevard. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody. We appreciate your time. You've been listening to the Hardy Realty Show on Rome Business Radio. We broadcast from the Hardy Realty Studios on Broad Street, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. Thank you so much for listening.